Here's an example that actually is based on real life events, but it's contrived and the numbers have been made a little more simple so that we can work with it and uh, learn from it. Suppose an oil tanker hits a glacier and starts leaking oil into the sea at a rate of four cubic feet per minute. And so here's our little oil tanker with a big gash in it. So it's leaking out oil at a constant rate. And what this oil is doing is settling along the top with a relatively constant thickness of, let's say, one inch to make it simple again. So we've got an oil slick forming in a circular pattern. Now, this doesn't look circular because of the, um, the perspective, but we've got a circular oil slick. And if I want to draw a better picture that's not that's from above, like an aerial photo, then I would just have something like this with the oil tanker in the center and then a certain radius for this circle. So the oil is coming out and presumably until it's all gone unless they fix the hole. So um, there are a few variables determining how long the slick is going to be formed for. But while the oil is coming out at a constant rate of four cubic feet per minute, the circle of the spill is growing larger, isn't it? So this radius of the circle is changing with respect to time. And also, the area of the slick is changing. Now, I would be having to talk about volume because if you think about it, oil has volume, doesn't it? And also, cubic feet per minute. If something's in cubed units, then that means volume. But if I fix the width of the oil spill, so the thickness all the way around to be one inch, one foot, actually, I should do to make it easier with the cubic feet, we'll fix it to one foot, although that's, that's kind of... That's kind of a thick slick, isn't it? Um, just to make it easy, we'll, we'll fix it at that. Then we're going to talk about how quickly the area is changing with respect to time. So the change in area with respect to time, if the thickness is one foot, would be four square feet per minute. Now, this is a constant rate of change. The area, as long as the oil is coming out at the same rate, the area of the slick is changing at a rate of four square feet per minute. Now, the other thing that we need to think about is possibly how how quickly the radius is changing. And let me give you an example why we might need to do that. We have a spill that's growing in the ocean. It's, It's poisoning all the animals there, and we need to stop it soon. Now, fortunately, there is one thing that biologists can do to help cut down on the oil immediately. Uh, It it presents its own problems because as soon as we introduce one thing into the environment, it changes other things, doesn't it? But they do, they have developed a microorganism that can eat away at some of the oil. So what they need to do is they need to fly over this area and drop that microorganism in on mass so that they can start to dilute some of this oil and break it down. Um, So they need to know how big an area they're talking about. By the time they get the people together, they get the supplies together, they get the planes, they get them out here to the middle of nowhere, this slick is going to have grown. Now, presumably, they're going to find out how many gallons of oil are in the tanker to begin with, so they'll know the maximum that the slick is going to be. Then they're going to look at how quickly it's pouring out, probably by looking at different measures of time, how much the, the, uh, 
oil slick itself, its area has increased because they're probably not going to be able to go and measure at the site of the crash to see how quickly the oil is coming out. So they're going to have this estimate of about four square feet per minute of this increase in the area of the slick. They're going to use that and project when they possibly think they could get help to this area, maybe in a day maybe 18 hours. I'm not sure. It depends on where this thing is and and where their facilities are. So they're going to figure all that in, but it would be helpful also to know how quickly this thing is growing, how long the radius is, and how quickly that's changing, because then they'll know where to start dropping um, dropping the relief, right? Dropping these microorganisms that are going to help, at least a little bit, to break down some of this oil. They're also going to need to know how quickly this radius is changing so that they know, you know, the where they need to start in treating the animals that are being affected. So if we wanted to find how quickly the radius was changing with respect to time, given the fact that the area is changing with respect to time at this constant rate, this is a related rates problem. And but Uh, When we look at it, we're going to see we're going to need a little more specific information. But let's start with what we start with with the related rates problem. We're given DADT. Find, I'm just going to say find DRDT. A little later on, you're going to see why I need to be more specific. Find DRDT, given DADT is 4 square feet per minute. Now, the first thing I need to do after I've identified what I'm given and what I'm looking for is to make an equation or a formula. Now I need an equation that relates A and R. And clearly we have a circle, so we're going to use the area of the circle is pi r squared. The area is pi r squared, and I know dADT is 4 square feet per minute. So how do I get dADT out of the formula? That's step two, isn't it? Differentiate with respect to time. I'm going to shorten with respect to to WRT. Differentiate with respect to time. So the derivative of A with respect to time is DADT. The derivative of pi r squared with respect to time is 2 pi r DRDT. Now remember, this is just DADT because this is just 1a to the first power. So the derivative of 1a to the first power is just 1, but then I have to say, but I'm differentiating a with respect to time. These variables don't match, so I write them. Equals 2 pi r drdt, r with respect to time. And this is the rate we're looking for, isn't it? How quickly the radius is most likely increasing with respect to time. But look at this, I've got r in here still. So I know that four feet, four square feet per minute goes here, but I don't have R. So if you were going to be able to do this problem, you would need to be more specific. You can't just get a constant rate of change of R with respect to T because it actually is related to R as well. If you solve for DRDT, you would have to divide both sides by 2 pi r, wouldn't you? So I'll write 1 over 2 pi r. So dr dt is 1 over 2 pi r times whatever da dt is. So notice that r is in the denominator. As r gets bigger, 
1 over 2 pi r gets smaller. And so actually the, ch- the radius changes more slowly over time. And that'll probably make sense to you if you think about an oil spill. When it first starts coming out, the circle is very small. So a constant change in area is going to make a much faster circle at the, uh, uh, it's going to make the circle get a bigger radius faster at the beginning. As if you have constant area changing, then you can see that the radius is not going to grow as fast because more area is being covered by this radius. So at the beginning, the radius will grow very quickly, and then over time, it's going to slow down. The rate at which it's going to slow down is 1 over 2 pi r. So drdt is 1 over 2 pi r times dadt. So I would need to be more specific. I'm going to go back to my problem. This will be given to you. Find drdt when, I don't know, do you want to do when the radius is one mile? A one mile radius? Now more realistically, at the point they might be bringing relief, we hope that the radius would only be more like half a mile. But again, it's easier numbers if we use just one mile. Now I have to be very careful here, don't I? One mile does not compare to feet, does it? So we have to convert a mile to feet. And how many feet are in a mile? In case that's not right off the tip of your tongue, it's 5,280 feet in one mile. So R is 5,280. So DRDT is 1 over 2 pi times 5,280 times DADT, which is 4 square feet per minute. I'll leave those out. Square feet divided by feet are just going to be feet. And then we'll have feet per minute for DRDT, which makes sense, right? The radius is in feet. And so I have this right here, which is going to be a very small decimal, isn't it? I'm going to have 2 over 5280 pi. And actually, I can reduce that, too. I probably should have used half a mile. Now you can see that half a mile would have been just half of this, and then I could have divided 2 into that as well. But anyway, 2 goes into 5 twice, 2 goes into 12 6 times, 2 goes into 8 4 times, and 2 goes into 0 0 times. So I have 1 over... 2,640 pi feet per minute is the rate of change of the radius. So drdt is this number. Now you can get out your calculator and figure out what that is. It's very small, isn't it? Because by that point, we're, we've got a very large oil slick. And so when you have all that area to cover at a constant rate of 4 square feet per minute, the radius is going to move very slowly. So what that means is the only good news to this story is that if they're actually this late in getting to bringing relief to the area, they don't have to worry so much about their distance from the center of the spill changing very quickly. So if they want to use a certain distance from the center of the spill to start their relief efforts, they know that that's not going to change much over time anymore because most of the oil, first of all, has already come out, probably. And second of all, because this radius is changing so slowly, there's not going to be much variation between where where they estimate they should start and where they should start when they actually get there. So this actual change in the radius is not that fast. And so that gives them 
a good idea of where to start, even if they get delayed somewhere along the way.